Welcome to the podcast, everybody. It is I, James Lindsay, your host with another installment of the Polarized Podcast. We are talking about polarized movies. These movies garner divisive ratings from uh, two different camps, an audience camp, a critics camp. They disagree. You get it. If this is your first time, welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, I am joined by my lovely. uh, Yes, I said lovely. Oh, lovely. Uh, Way to start the day. Consummate uh, professional uh, man of the hour. um, The great (laughs) one and only. (laughs) (laughs) Are we feeling out there? Let's get ready to polarize. Where my polar bears at? Where my polar bears? (laughs) If you if you if you are new, uh, that is our fan club, uh, yeah. dubbed by our most recent guest, Danny. <laughs> mm-hmm. Who, such uh, a great, yeah, such a great name for the the audience members. I think that's so funny. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we need well, we need to start the fan club immediately. I mean, if you guys haven't done it yet, then then we'll we'll do it for you. But and get to it. <laughs> get to it. But how are you? How are you, Brandon, on this fine? Uh, Saturday morning uh, record. Yeah. We're doing a Saturday morning record, which yeah, I'm I'm doing really well. Uh, I took it easy last night, um, so I'm feeling you know no drinking on a Friday. Um, instead, just uh, kind of got some everyone was like Brandon, please can we party? Let's party! party? And and he's like, nope, nope, nope. Party I'm a consummate professional, <laughs> according to James, and yeah. <laughs> I got to get up for a podcast tomorrow. Yep, exactly. So I just, you know, <laughs> putting in the time, getting ready. <laughs> you were doing all the all the research last night. Did you watch the movie last night as well? I did watch the movie last night. Yeah. It was, yeah. Yeah. Um, I had to rewatch it a little bit this morning as well. Wow. Because, um, I just, yeah, I. I, uh, yeah, I don't understand <laughs> portions of this movie, I don't think. And I'm mm-hmm. excited to talk about this um, with you because especially after our last recording, I think it will just talking this through because this definitely is a movie I think should be talked about because of what it's trying to say. Because um, I think I generally got the gist of it, but I guess the what the implications of the plot or the thesis of this movie on the characters, I didn't quite get what they necessarily got out of it. Mm. I and I, I mean, I guess an argument could be made is that it's not a you're not supposed to really get anything out of it. It's it it's more so of you're not giving, you're just accepting. Mm-hmm. And I mean, maybe that it can be described as giving yourself to it but i just i don't get that and feel that way about it i feel like i just you know there's a level of acceptance in my own life and what reality is and and to see that through these characters was yeah it was a lot of the time especially in the beginning okay so this movie we're talking about today is called uh she dies tomorrow this is thank you uh, yes that's what i was (laughs) if you're wondering what if you're wondering what we're talking about it is is this this week's movie but you no, you clicked on the you clicked on the podcast you know what you what you're doing you if you haven't watched the movie then it's called she dies tomorrow uh otherwise subtitled uh my own personal subtitle uh Anxiety, the movie. Anxiety, the movie. <laughs> yeah, right off the bat, or just like even like the trailer. I when, when I was before I watched this movie, I was just like, yeah, that's 
that looks just crazy anxiety inducing <laughs> yeah is, so right is the, the whole is the whole uh monster in this movie <laughs> yes is anxiety the would you say that that is the specifically the monster or would you say that death is the mon- monster Ooh, uh yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't go too specific w- without one with just one thing because i think also how everyone handles everything is is their right. own personal way of coping with mortality and death and mm-hmm. uh some people might get more anxious about it than others as well and or, or some people might get more par- paranoid was i mean they actually they brought that up they actually said that word in the movie because i don't think they ever mentioned anxiety or said the word anxious at no. all through the movie uh but they, I believe they did together. one of, yeah, uh, I believe one of the, like the sister-in-law uh, might've said like, Oh, you're, she's being paranoid or whatever to, um, Oh my yeah, God. She's when she the came best. To the party uh, from the league. Kate, yeah. Kate Elston or yeah. Yeah. She's Kara's Car- worked with her. She, she really enjoyed working with her. She oh she seems like she fucking gets it. That whole dolphin fucking thing was so funny in a in a in a, in a movie that I'm so glad that that had that. And I I looked into where that comedy like what the purpose of that comedy was and where it came from. And I was reading an interview with the director, and she was talking about how like the way that she perceives herself at parties is that she just wants to cut the bullshit and get down to like. So how do you feel about your life and where you're at and get into those conversations? But then she's always just feels anxious that she's being really weird and not and socially awkward for wanting to just get to mm. the, the real meat and potatoes of oh, like wow, how, how you're generating your person like your opinions and your perspectives more so about than what you're actually doing wow. it's like how getting to like she wants to bypass and cut to like how do you really feel yeah. about this mm-hmm. and, and she so to get to the comedy is that she's saying like in a situation like that, she finds herself too is like when you are like, when you do end up connecting with somebody where you're feel comfortable of talking about serious emotional things, mm-hmm. things can get like really funny. Like, because it's, it's like laughing at death. It's a coping mechanism for yeah. how comfortable it is. Mm-hmm. So then things just get like things that wouldn't normally be funny end up being like really, really funny. Yeah. And I, or the idea that, you know, kind of misery loves company sort of thing. Uh-huh. Right. Abs- oh, yeah. Or, you know, when my, in my bright eyes phase, when I really liked emo music, I think one of his lines that I, when I was a little emo kid was the sound of loneliness makes me happier. Yep. We, 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 um, I, I like mi- misery loves company is it's much more poetic. I, and Oh man, the, but the contagious nature of it, I think was something that was, that was fascinating. Um, where, I mean, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know if I want to bite off that, that conversation yet, as far as like the logistics of how <laughs> it was passed on to, to people, sure. uh, almost. Yeah. It, it, but we, maybe, maybe you, you talked about, I want to go back to before we get into that, I wanted to go back to you mentioned like the how people would react to, you know, 
someone's ready to have a, a, a conversation about the weather or have some small talk. And then you come with them with some serious shit of like, Oh, how's your day? Oh, it's fine. How's your day? Well, and then they, you actually tell them. Tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Or you actually, yeah. Yeah. You straight up like something like, like that or, or to whatever the director's sounds like she was uh, trying to express through it. But the first conversation that happens in this movie, there's this the opening shot is that shot through the doorway to the, to the boyfriend at the the desert place um oh yeah and then you know there's some visual visual a lot of visual storytelling the first 15 to 20 minutes are are just visual storytelling there's uh one conversation on the phone though that i was going to talk about where she's like i she expresses i'm not feeling well i would like you to come over and her friend is just like talking over her the whole time and kind of just being like poo-pooing at her worries away a little bit like oh you're fine it's, 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 I think it's made clear by that point, at least that she's been through what you think is in your mind, a breakup of some kind. Um, and, uh, and she's just kind of like kind of calling for help a little bit. And it just seems kind of poo pooed away by her friend, not like not super over the top rude or anything, but just that sort of thing where she's so preoccupied with her own shit going on. And she really wants to talk about herself that there's just no time for that. And that within that conversation. And it's just interesting coming into uh, a moment with somebody and it's already kind of preconceived what, what's going to happen in that moment by the other person. And if you need that moment to really, take it in a different direction. Sometimes it can be very difficult. And if you are going through something, maybe you don't have the wherewithal to bring that person to full understanding uh, of your situation. Um, and you'll just go continually inward looking for someone to, to, yeah, I don't know, like to like, look at all the walls that you're, you're putting, putting up or anything. But if, but if you're not even putting up walls, you're a- actually asking for help. I don't know. It's not always going to be like, no, I need you to drop everything. It's, it's going to be, um, I don't know, sub subdued in, in some way too. Cause she was feeling so down, but yeah, that, that opening of the movie is that's one conversation on the phone, but for to the that conversation, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. just please to just go a little bit before that, because yeah, mm-hmm. I, the first 20 minutes of this movie was something that I wasn't completely on board for because I had no idea what was going on. It was all visual storytelling with no, like there, no one is really saying anything. People no. are kind of just yell, yelling into the abyss. And then, well, no, literally, literally I was going to say the first dialogue scene besides that phone conversation comes at 17 minutes. So it's really just her walking around her new, new house. Yeah, absolutely. And I, yeah, don't understand the motivations or really what's happening with her. Um, and that's yeah. just like more just de- depression. I mean, it was what she's going through right, right there. It looks like is her just aimlessly walking around her house, looking at boxes that she, all the stuff that she has to do. And she mm-hmm. just looks out the window and just naturally has kind of down sad eyes a little bit. Oh I, I feel like such an interesting person she's, yeah. yeah she I was she, she was, was great yeah, i i thought there's striking and yeah i don't know just there was so much going on control. behind her eyes and going on mm-hmm. within her that was expressed in very small de- detailed ways through great cinematography and, and the director and her being on on the same page of a lot of, a lot of it but there's that one shot where she's looking out the window 
and she looks normal. And then it would just, her, her expressions would change so quickly and then back to normal. And then she'd do like a sad face and then go back. Um, yeah, it was, oh my, it was amazing so to be, I was, yeah, I was, I was into it, uh, at the beginning, but also clocking like, wow, there's really no, no, no talking, no, no dialogue. There's no, uh, narration. It's just, uh, her just like aimlessly wandering around <laughs> her place, calling her friend to come over and, and be with her. And she's kicking boxes around. She's looking at like through the, the darkness and like the, like as if there's a monster in the woods or something <laughs> like something else looking back at her for um, sure and stuff I, like that I, and a lot of interesting cinematography yeah the music too she was always yeah, like yeah. putting on that one side of the record oh my god so, yeah so it always just be this like emotions build up to the point of the record ending and then it just immediately stops and then it like then you kind of go through this cycle and yeah all of it is table setting to like this is somebody going through these processes to get them ready for death yeah. that's essentially what the whole movie is right is like people coming to when you think it's like suicide at that point because she doesn't look yeah, happy sure. you think she's like this is this is actively going to be done by by herself or like this is something that she's choosing to do or it it seemed like a person preparing um for suicide yeah but yeah she also had was picking out urns and then the whole leather jacket jacket thing yeah oh my god i can't mate oh my god i can't mate heads or tails (laughs) that leather jacket bit because it like really kind of has its full like it gets played out entirely almost i mean aside from her being turned into a leather jacket Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. it it goes right up to that point (laughs) it gets right up to that point of like okay well she has all of the things that she needs in order Mm -hmm. for her to become a leather jacket which is just the weirdest fucking thing i just it, it it spoke to me as in like, this is a weird, surreal idea that a character within this movie is taking hyper serious, like ultra serious and not fucking joking around about it. And, and it just kind of relates with that idea of like, yeah, no, I am going to fucking die tomorrow. And that people are constantly pairing her message down as like, oh, yeah, I always feel that way. Like, oh, like I got a bunch of shit to do tomorrow, too. I get it. And her friends just like, no, you're not. No, you're not. No, you're not. But just this, these ideas that go so far, uh, literal and, mm-hmm. and, and direct that, you know, and by the end, and we, I would like to just get to it later, but also I just wanted to say the, the, her swimming in the swimming pool with a gaping stab, stab wound is like that as well of just like this is this idea pushed to the literal limit of what would happen almost um but also very insulated with a with a group of group of people dealing with it where everyone's kind of allowed to have their moment to go through it as well which i really appreciated but um that's my favorite part man could you imagine if this movie was much more insular to maybe just like uh amy and jane Mm -hmm. uh, to kind of ostensibly like the two leads of the movie um it just Do, yeah, would you you saying you would prefer that or i wouldn't i wouldn't okay. i was just gonna mm-hmm. say that this movie could be like that where it's just really it focuses even more so on their inner relation like interpersonal relationship mm-hmm. which sure. it doesn't at all it really kind of abandons it because yeah yeah it because okay just for the audience, it could go the other direction too where it could be like fucking a worldwide ev- event sort of thing 
where it's like fucking like right. an action an action movie awesome. or something where it's like I don't know there's what's that I haven't seen it but there's a movie where everyone goes blind there's I don't know what's like a body snatch like a body snatcher sort of thing invasion of the body snatcher sort of thing um but where everyone's just losing it there's like people on the news people like and then it turns into just like may like crazy super high budget sort of mayhem sort of thing and it could be that as i was i was thinking of that that possibility as well but then no one would really have their moment as as they would in this i feel like for sure because it would just be like more of like the worldwide scale what if every the whole world knew that the world ends tomorrow it'd be more like that or something Sure. I, I would say that everybody would get a moment, but we get to see like multiple stages of, mm. of acceptance of death in mm-hmm. each of these groups, yeah. which is really the like meat and potatoes of what makes this movie great. Just for the audience viewers, because I think most people, if they do listen to this, um, they're probably not going to have seen this movie because it's just going to be one of these. Uh, this is a type. Not many people saw this movie, I don't think. So, yeah, yeah um, mm-hmm. very few people have seen this movie. I'd be curious what the. Uh, gross of this movie was it's dude it's a it's a a quarantine movie so it's really like really 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 uh, minimal like not not um like shouldn't be taken as like a a real sort of normal (laughs) number so yeah almost basically four hundred thousand gross eighty four thousand opening weekend movie theaters were like we're not open so it's it's just uh, I, I, even getting to that number, you're not even sure it's like where, where people were seeing movies at this time. So it came out 2020, August, 2020, was it? Uh, I believe. And so it's just, yep. To 2020. It's just, uh, it's one of those movies that, I mean, we will talk about it more at the end, I'm sure as well, but, uh, came out during the pandemic looked like a horror movie and when you watch it i don't know i, I feel like there's there's people that would scary. that would go into it that would think it's like some sort of horror movie and it's not it's not really that it's it's more of yeah like a surreal psychological drama sort of thing with with some some elements of that you know the scariest part almost for me was like when uh the lights get turned out for the surprise birthday uh, oh my god! The birthday, or the birthday, the birthday cake thing, where she's like talking, and and then just at, at, it cuts her sentence off, and she just something with her eyes and her mouth and her face. She looks so terrified, like she's just about to die. I'm oh my god, something's gonna happen. And oh my god, I was scared. Totally. Yeah, and it was just turning off the lights, and that that to me shows that if they wanted to make you scared, they could have. They had me in the palm of <laughs> palm of their hand, yeah. kind of just kind of like. Fuck, I guess I was really like hanging on the edge of Dance, yeah. yeah. And that and I think that was interesting too when you when you have the the main character, the protagonist, um having her her arc and her storyline introduce it to her best friend and it almost turns into but yeah, like both of them are going through this as much in their own ways, like together to the point where like her friend becomes almost like a side protagonist or something, or like another main character. It's like a, another main character, because yeah. she, she, uh, if there hadn't been like 20 minutes of the main character walking around her house alone, then, you know, you could have, you could go with that, but obviously she's a main character, but there's a period of time where, and it, to its great effect, I think where the main character is not answering her phone. She's kind of not really like 
they don't cut to her too much besides just the one of her drinking the wine, driving down the road. <laughs> driving. And she's got bottles yeah. in the back, just like <laughs> crushes a whole bottle while she's driving. Yeah. Tosses it, grabs in the back and uh, just goes to town on another one. Oh, my man, God. Oh, man. Everybody's like, just pounding them in this movie. And then her friend is just like freaking out, trying to uh, get in touch with her. Um, and I thought that the friend's storyline was as interesting as, as the main characters as well. And I thought that was so interesting to use her as also as a way to get that message to other people. And then those other people enact something on, you know, on her friend. And, and there's just that whole story gone, going on as well, where it feels like the action is paced in a way that both of those stories are rising together uh sure. so when you finally do get back to the main character things have kind of resolved in both ways but i'm sure some people just would want more explanation maybe in yes. in, in in some of this uh but yeah we we're kind of jumping jumping all around i mean i mean it's yeah it's like she's she's in that house for the first 20 minutes of the movie and then her friend does eventually come over um, and she seems more like a sponsor. They talk about her. She oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Comes mm-hmm. in and talks about her, like you're loaded, you're relapsing, straight, you're relapsing, you know, which the she's just like on the ground or whatever, doing like, like touching things. Yeah. Well, earlier first, she was being extremely sensual with the wall. And then, yeah, she, and then now and she's like stroking the, the ground and then saying that it has the, Wood. it has more use in death than it did, did in life. And, and it's like, I can see that point, but then you're looking at wood and you're like, well, it was a tree. It was providing oxygen. It was pretty use, useful in, in life as well. <laughs> I was just, but I, I like that. I, I like that idea, especially as somebody who's like loaded. Yeah. And, and I, I ideating or I, what do you call it? Uh, suicide. You, what you think is suicide. I, or just, um, I'm, I'm fucking up with term. There's a term I'm, I'm, I'm reaching for. I can't think of, but she's clearly not well and telling she tells her friend that she wants to become a leather jacket right i think she tells her she tells her that yeah because that's what really kind of scares jane adams who is called jane in the movie um that's where she kind of gets really turned off and is like okay i'm gonna leave now um because yeah uh she talks about like okay so this is what my wishes are so i am going to die tomorrow and just briefly what this movie is is that mm-hmm. it's a it, it it is about a group of people who all know that they're going to die and it starts with the main person and then it is contagious mm-hmm. so as people meet other people as are the people of the main characters of this movie meet other people in the movie then that understanding of they're going to die uh gets uh yeah like they tomorrow yeah all tomorrow too just yeah that should be said as well because it's um there is a level of immediacy and reckoning that everybody Mm -hmm. has to go through with like i yeah i love i I loved all that i love everybody's reaction to it was so fun so fun i don't know maybe fun's not the right word fun is not the right word. they did find some like darkly humorous aspects of it uh, I, I know I, again, I'm jumping around, but that I'm bringing it up like there it's getting all ramped up and heavy and there's music and it's loud of, uh, the, 
the brother and her and his wife and they're in the kitchen. They're freaking out. Yeah. So, um, and Chris, then it uh, cuts all the music out and they're just like staring at the wall, like, Oh God. Oh <laughs> God. Oh shit. And they're like yelling for each other. Like Susan, Susan. And they're like standing right next to each other. And it's all quiet. I'm just like, this is, this is funny. I, it's so, yeah. it's so fucked. Like how dark it is. But then like once all they cut all the, contextual clues like music and things telling you to feel a certain way you're like oh these are people <laughs> yelling at the wall <laughs> anyway sorry i'm jumping all around no it's okay so then uh jane uh after meeting our amy the uh, i guess the main character she leaves to go to her house which then we find out that she is an artist and she does this really weird art where it is taking photos of what is in a microscope. And I didn't quite understand, okay, the liquid of the red liquid that we saw a lot of, uh-huh. and then there's at the end of it, there, it seems like there's, a, it's a, th- uh, full of liquid and then it drains out into it's through her blood. Is that all her blood? Okay. That's what it's kind of like foreshadowing, I believe, is foreshadowing of when she gets uh murdered or you know stabbed by her brother and and her uh sister-in-law, and then all the blood you see under her handprint across the screen and all the all the everything that happened, and then it's just blood coming through the microscope onto the um the sample or whatever and then you see it on the screen and it all kind of like you can see that red that happened in the beginning of the movie kind of take over i believe i think that's what that's what was happening and i was confused at that at first i'm like oh so all at first what i thought was happening i'm again i'm jumping all around but she i thought she manifested her fucked up fantasy that she was expressing to josh lucas the doctor of like Mm -hmm. was it was it josh or no was it no it was at the birthday party was it the birth? No, it was it. No, it was at the doctor. Never mind. She's like, do you ever picture of like you, someone breaks into your house and then like attacks you. And then I was like, Oh, is that what's what happening is like all she fantasized that so specifically that she brought it to reality. But then that yeah, is true. I was like, Oh, that would be an interesting, but it's her brother that it's her brother. Yeah. Who's married to uh, yeah. Susan. Yeah. 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 Who, who stabbed yeah. her. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm a dumbass movie watcher, but I was just like, "Duh! Oh, okay. Oh, I got it." Because he's just staring at the sunset or sunrise, and he's like, "Do we? Do we forgive ourselves for what we did?" Yeah. Yeah, and then that even is a like a a loaded question because it's uh, about everything, and. Yeah. So okay. To, Sorry. I thought that yeah, her as an artist was really yes, really, yes. Just, that just that introduction of the character, no explanation, no. And I and I like that. I had no idea what was going on for a hot second. Yeah. And I didn't realize that she was an artist until she got to her brother's place. Right. Because then she, her brother has even talks about her paintings on mm-hmm. their wall, which they had this painting that I loved that was yeah. with a, the, the two blue circles. ones. I, I love those. Those mm-hmm. were amazing. I want those. Yeah. And I really liked the, uh, it was a Victorian, uh, painting that had circles on the faces and then the oh. frame was white, but then it, it was like not white in this area that kind of like it revealed the faces and then the faces had circle. Oh, so oh awesome. okay. 
Um, yeah, dude, that that character and the I don't know if you'd call it restraint or just the artistic touch of the director to to have things just develop in front of you without having any explanation, which would definitely frustrate some people of just kind of like, what the fuck am I watching? Like, yeah. And now we're on this character and she's looking through a microscope at this shit. And she's talking to these things that are talking to her samples. Like, Oh, hi, Hey, how are you? And all this stuff. I was, I thought it, yeah, it was just so fascinating. And then that's when she's, she's told by uh, her best friend when before this moment that, uh, about that she's going to die. And then she gets the experience so well done. I thought with, um, to, to do it in a practical way, which didn't seem to cost that much either is just have a sound and have good actors and have lights coming light from blue and red light. Yeah, yeah. Different, mostly blue and red and kind of like, are, so they're kind of like always sitting from, it's always mm-hmm. coming out from the camera onto right. the people. And then we're, exp- and that goes for everybody. I can't remember if Tunde from uh TV on the radio, I can't remember exactly. Is he, is that who that is? Yeah. Tunde uh, uh, Dembe. What? Oh, <laughs> That's awesome. He was he was awesome. I was yeah. like, dude, that guy needs to be in more fucking movies. What? Because like, he just he, he just has like this like very kind of scared, <laughs> but just really kind of confident. Oh, it was weird. He yeah, had such like, an interesting uh, vibe. vibe yeah. yeah, he was he was soft spoken. It looked like his eyes were were thinking a lot. But yeah, then was oh. ne- was always yeah very soft spoken and matter of fact about things that were uh, dire and I maybe that was direction for a lot of a lot of people too because even um, when he was going through the breakup with his girlfriend that all seemed kind of dead or just kind of like subdued sort of thing but very like long which was a lot of the energy she was pa- giving too long patient pauses between everything which this movie took its time to breathe within like an 84 minute movie uh, to really, to really breathe and take its time, which by the way, when she does, her friend did come over to, to see her or actually this was just on the phone. She's like, well, I don't know what to do. I'm not this new house and everything. She's like, Oh, just watch a movie. It's an hour and a half long or no, her, her, the main character says, is like, Oh, a movie's an hour and a half long. And there's no reason why she says that. I, she just is like, Oh, that's an hour and a half long. As if I was trying to figure out, it's like, is that too long? Or you just don't feel like doing it's that not for long an hour enough. and a half. It's not long yeah. enough. She, but I was just like, Oh, this movie is an hour and a half too. I mean, the criticisms that she would make of this movie is, is that she just fucks off for like the rest of the movie. Cause she is the first one to experience the uh that she's gonna die tomorrow and then she has really no one to work off of everybody else has people to work off of and they're talking like jane adams has the most to do in this movie yes she's like yeah she's going she's to talk fantastic. to Josh lucas mm-hmm. she's talking to um she's talking to her brother she's talking mm-hmm. to her brother's wife she then meets man when michelle rodriguez popped in this movie i was like holy shit where did you blew my mind from? i've never seen oh. i feel like i haven't seen her in a role like that in a while mm-hmm. like Maybe I'm just oh, seeing cool. so much Fast and the Furious. Uh, it's just it's just been a while. I mean, I watched Blue Crush somewhat recently. I like that movie, but you know, hell yeah. <laughs> I mean, she, she does absolutely nothing in this movie. So it was one of those things. It's like in between whatever engagement she has with Fast and the Furious shit. It's like I'll just lay down here, and then we're gonna give you I don't know probably about like eight lines to read. But off. that yeah, that's kind of like. But that's the conclusion of the movie of like of that, especially that storyline, and then there's the 
the one sh- shot of the main character at, at the end doing her to to camera sort of piece but that's she has while she doesn't have a lot to do that is kind of like an important moment in in the movie especially with what's happening around her too and her reaction to it um and then uh and then the main character's doing some four-wheeling and stuff did you i know this is later but did you notice uh who that or i i looked it up but the dune buggy uh instructor guy did you know who that was (laughs) it's the director of godzilla versus kong and he's done like other other horror movies and stuff adam wingard and i guess he directed a horror i believe it was a horror movie with the director of this movie as she's an actor as well and she played in in one of his movies as an as an actor in, in one of his horror movies so I thought that was cool. Just like she, she has acted and I guess she, she was in pet cemetery. That was kind of a forgettable movie. I didn't, it's kind of whatever about it. And, and, sh- and she was in it, I guess, but she, uh, apparently used her funds from starring in that movie to make this movie. I thought that was really oh. cool for someone to, this is her first, yeah. I, I believe her directorial feature debut. And it, it's a bummer that it's got to land on quarantine, but I, I, man, that's, I think it's, I think people will discover it in time. I I think, yeah, I'm, I'm, if I hear like, Oh, the director of she dies tomorrow is making this new movie. I would, I'll be interested. Definitely. I'm super interested. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, now that you bring up her her doing the dune buggy things, she does have a fair amount to do because it is all in service of she is reminiscing about her past relationship. And then, yeah, there's those, there's those cutaways. Yeah. There's the cutaways and she, her like more specific in my mind, like function is, is that she tries to seize on a lot of regrets that she had in her life and try to experience things in the short time that she has now, which is a fundamental part of dying Mm -hmm. is like getting like clawing back some of these regrets and going like, you know what? I'm going to fucking do it. Like, yeah. and then having that, that's what the dune buggy for, thing is. Yeah. The guy, her, yeah. her boyfriend delayed it or whatever, do it tomorrow sort of thing. Yeah. And then that was interesting too, because he, it was a lot of that. The boyfriend is always like, doesn't is facilitating that. And I don't, I, I don't know if you have a good, uh, like understanding but like what do you think the film is trying to say about relationships between the main character and that guy that's a tough one because i had a hard time latching on to uh the qualities of the boyfriend besides yeah. you know the driving by the the dune buggy thing and him talking about it's on the schedule but he was being facetious and kind of like tongue-in-cheek about like oh uh, I love schedules and it, but he was also that he was joking. He didn't have that on the schedule. And so I think that sort of fly by nature or like sort of for whatever sort of uh, go with the flow sort of nature. Um, I think for him, it looked to me like he had some regrets in his life and he was uh, kind of focusing on, on those things, but everyone, everyone expresses those regrets. I think a lot and almost everyone who, who experiences in the movies, uh, expresses regrets in some way, shape or form. And that's just a, that's just a part of this movie. However, with the boyfriend, yeah, it's like, so what do we got with him? We got the opening scene of him kind of freaking out. We see the results of it when she comes, when she comes back at the end, she sees everything that's happened. 
Um, but that they, when they go to her, to his brother's place, uh, you find out that that conversation about regrets, um, and he's kind of, and she's had, she had an abortion and then he calls the abortion a kid. He doesn't say, or she says terminate. And, and then he says, you mean abortion? And then she says, yeah, I guess, I guess that's, I don't know why I called it that. And then he's, and then he calls the abortion a kid, which just these views of regrets and views of views of what could have happened or like the, the future, if you were to go down certain paths or whatever, is just interesting how different people express that. Um, but still I couldn't get a foothold on who he, what, yeah, like what the movie thinks about him and who he kind of is. And then you find out, yeah, like he's okay with drinking. He's kind of, he checks in with her, you know, about the drinking thing. He likes guns. He did when they were in the jacuzzi, they talk about guns for a bit. And, uh, and then he ends up shooting himself with a gun uh, after getting the pizza. And that was the thing that really kind of confused me was him going to get the pizza, uh, and what happened there and what transferred between him, either him and the pizza guy. Is that where it started? Like an it follows sort of thing? Like, yes, is it uh-huh. just like contagious in that? It just kind of goes from what, like the, he talked to the, and that's kind of my best read on it. And then the things that were already going on in his life. And this is kind of maybe like a part of the, th- the thesis of the movie too, maybe too. There's, a, I think there's a lot of great, great reads of, of this movie, but just, yeah, we are all going to die. Uh-huh. We don't know when, but there's yeah. going to come a point when we are, and we're not going to be ready. We're not really going to be ready for it. No one's really ready to die. And so when you face that moment, like your people's nature kind of comes out a bit and everyone's, I don't know if you call it true nature, but just that, that sort of expression of whatever regrets that you have that you weren't able to do, whether it's with, um, you know, with her where she wants to do all the things that she wasn't able to do. And what I noticed with her, uh, with what's her face from the league, uh, and she was just a very different character from everyone, everyone else. She was regretful more so I forget exactly specifically what it was, but I remember her expressing regret over the things that she did and that she was uh, upset about and rather than the things that she didn't do or something. So everyone's got different versions of it. And as far as the boyfriend, I don't know, maybe, maybe there's something already within him that was brought out through, uh, that knowledge. He came to her, he said, November 25th, uh, which happens to be the director's birthday. I noticed when I was just kind of perusing around IMDb, thought that was funny. Um, so I assume the November 25th, the day after tomorrow is the day that she's dying. Right. Is that when I, is, I'm so, I was just kind of confused. Cause so that happens that night she leaves and goes to her new house and then says she's going to die tomorrow. And then goes back to that place. And that's from the day before yesterday is when she goes back to that desert house. And then she sees, the body and, and the gun and everything because it was still very fresh. So this takes place over three days. And then yeah. with even the flashbacks are from within those Not three, within those three to four days. Cause they get there like, I guess a day before or whatever. Um, and that mm. was kind of messing with me a bit, but there was so much, I thought that there was going to be expressed through those flashbacks and it seemed more so, a retrospective through the main character's life and 
what she had gone through through the boyfriend and it, it provided more of the focus still on her but i just i think i was a little left hanging with some of the the boyfriend stuff i do, do you have a read on him or we're like uh what they were trying to express with his character or just as like I, a, a tool to get her where she needs to be i very much so yeah, yeah. i mean that, ultimately that's what it comes off of i'm sure they're there's some religious undertones there with the abortion because I think there, I can also understand is the, when people are like how they are feeling about their life at the time that they understand that they're going to die. Like, is there a lot of leading up to them knowing, am I, not liking my life am i going in the wrong direction i don't really have a good sense of that with anybody like how they feel about their life pre like prior to this i know that that's also a statement of like it doesn't matter good or bad like if you know you're gonna die you're gonna die so i guess getting like too into the weeds of like this is what my life was like before here you know because there this movie could have been longer if there were um more visuals of like flashbacks of people going back into moments of their life that they do regret and kind of uh building a little bit more context about um why they would be so conflicted or why they would feel regret in general. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or even why they went through this at all. And more like at the back half of the movie of like recovering from this or something, it could have gone that mm -hmm. direction. It's just, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Cause I, so when, when does the boyfriend, I'm having a hard time remembering when does the boyfriend see the lights? Is it see, yeah, he doesn't. He just, he walks to the, the pizza guy grabs the pizza and then she's in there and they just drop shrooms and they're waiting for the shrooms to come up. And, and then, then he's he's just sit, like, he sits there and he's like, are you, is okay? this dude tripping? Are you like, you just said that you might be feeling a little something from, is he tripping from the shrooms? You don't see the pizza guy or gal and he's standing there at the door and then he slowly comes over and then he says, November 25th. I think that's all he says. And then he's like, forget about it. And then, you see the, what happens after you see the whole fucking place is wrecked when she, when she comes in, uh, later on the place is fucking wrecked everything. And, uh, there was a, there was a, there was something terrible happened after that we don't see. So it was just interesting to see them set dress that know that was there a fight between both of them? Was he just losing it? And she was trying to restrain him from doing whatever he was going to do. He, he grabbed a gun and, and shot himself. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of glad I didn't have to see that. It would have been upsetting, but still it's like, I'm curious if they did have that as like a, a scene as well and decided to try to be a little bit more or just continue with that sort of, you don't need to see everything. And just, it's more about how the main character is, is feeling and about what she's going through. And it could have had the, you know, and, a movie that does it well uh, would be it follows, but they could have had an it follows scene where the guy sits the girl down. He's like, these are the, these are the rules. These this is what's going to happen. It's going to come for you and it's not going to stop. And you, it, you know, you have sex with someone else, then that will go to them. Once it kills them, it'll come right back to you and, you know, right on down the line. And, and that yeah. is done so well because she's in a fucking tied to a wheelchair or whatever. And, oh my and, and it's like already happening. Right. There's, there's no time 
there's or like there's really no time to explain and he's got to. So he, and he just does it as like a favor. But there's none of that. And uh, I'm OK with it. But also you wonder the or about the origin when it does present so many of those flashbacks and the only freak out you see is the cold open. And so you watch it again today. What is, what does the boyfriend say? Watch in that? The full thing. Did you watch I the opening watched. scene at all or no, no. Yeah. He's like freaking out in that room through the that. last 17 minutes of the movie. Okay. That shot through the doorway is the opening scene of him. Like mm-hmm. yelling kind of saying stuff that other characters are saying. So yeah, I guess you just assume that it happened to him first and, and it just like passed to her. Uh, and I wonder, did she see him kill himself? Did she leave before it happened? Just, just, uh, something that you don't need to see, I guess. And it's more just about the, I think, I think we do. We should have seen it. I think this is all criticism a little bit more. Yeah. I think a little bit more could have been better because I, yeah, like to your point, excellent comparison with it follows is like there, I, I don't Obviously, we don't need to get too much into the like a whole bunch of rules, but yeah, I, yeah. I, I I do agree that this movie would have benefited from the boyfriend saying more about how what is going on, mm-hmm. what is going on with him, you know, mm-hmm. just a little and bit more. It, and it didn't have to yeah. be like, oh, this is your brother's house. This is why he never comes because it's it's built on a ancient burial grounds or something like we don't yeah, need we any don't of that, that bullshit. Like uh, uh, and then the pizza guy is actually some ghost from another dimension i don't know like it's it's it doesn't need to be the monster in the horror movie of like and then them fighting back against it sort of thing (laughs) you know like no we're not gonna die and we're gonna live and we're gonna and it's gonna be great and like i don't know it's it's it doesn't need to be so clear cut of and the gray area is is really nice and the freak out of misinformation <laughs> and people not not no misinformation but people not knowing what's going on in in her friend's mind of like you need to call me right now because you know what's happening and you need to explain it to me and i guess yeah with the boyfriend it's just it's not it's unexplainable and it just happened and to the criticism i think it would just be yeah it's like they showed enough of the flashback if you're going to show enough of it i i would have wanted a little bit more the way you put meat and potatoes, taters, yeah, potatoes, boil them, mash them, stick them in a stew. Uh, a more on I'm not- on some of that stuff, they talked about regret. You know, they t- he he he's kind of like doesn't doesn't really schedule things. I sarcastic says he does. He likes shrooms. He likes guns. He likes drinking. I I don't know. It seems like just uh just so much more about her, her reaction to him than him himself. Mm-hmm, sure um and like yeah. what 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 she wants out of out of life which is uh to be a leather jacket who, who wouldn't <laughs> <laughs> i do i was really into the idea of the ability to like tell somebody because you know you're gonna die to tell somebody like these are my wishes yeah, I, yeah. I was I, I was really thinking of, about that because, yeah, if you like given where she's at in her life, where she hasn't really had to deal with, I'm going to die for a long period of time. It is all just really, really so reactionary. Then mm-hmm. you're like, OK, I need to tell somebody like this is what I want to happen once I die. And to, to go to like, I want to be turned into a piece of clothing <laughs> is, a re- is is genuinely an interesting thought. Of, yeah. Like, yeah, because I, I don't know. I um 
I lost my aunt somewhat recently who I was living with for a while and she's in an urn and the, to see the like urn to then evolution to leather jacket, I thought was really interesting and <laughs> funny and just, yeah, I don't know. Cause like, I, I don't, I mean, my aunt has passed away, so she doesn't really have a say in the matter. So it's like you put her in a jar, you put her in a leather jacket. <laughs> it's like it's kind of like it doesn't matter to her um but yeah to want i don't know to think that an urn is you're like that's too pedestrian i don't, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> well it's like you want to well i think her thing was she wanted to be of use she felt completely in utter uselessness in her life and that I she mean, didn't provide anything for anyone. So she was looking at the walls and the floor and how great, it, like, it's like, oh, this home is more yeah, alive than I am or something. I, I don't know. I want to become something that makes people happy. And this, I'm like super attracted to this wall and this one. <laughs> it's just like she wanted to be useful. It's, and that was, so again, like one of those things where like, just you take it so literally like oh what's useful use, what's useful oh let me look around oh i'm wearing a jacket i'll become that that's useful like it keeps mm -hmm. people warm when in the in the cold and and everything but then to the point where it takes it literally to the next step where she knows a guy and she goes to him to you know and i i just i thought that was a real winning side of this movie is that surreal element and the less you know it, it does kind of veer more in, into that area. Um, but also, yeah, it's just that 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 juxtaposition of of people taking weird ideas so seriously, like I said earlier. And then uh, I love that. Yeah. And honestly, then not like I the world, the world isn't changing. Nothing about the world changes. It's this no. character that changes everybody's minds. And then that kind of changes maybe not the world now, maybe not to that point, but it could, whatever. It's just like that. Uh, yeah. Restraint to not explain it made it more compelling and suspenseful and thrilling. Um, but also at the same time, it, it this is what I was going through at the movie. And I'm glad we're talking about it. Cause it's just, there's something about this movie to criticize and I'm not mm. sure what I want more of specifically. I don't want like the big exposition dump necessarily. No. And I don't want It'll the resolution of like people trying to figure out how to, how to fix it or solve how this to or yeah. how to not. Yeah. How to, you know, I, I love everyone coping with it in their own ways. It's, I don't know, maybe just more of what it already had going on a little bit. And just like, uh, <laughs> something where it, uh, it just showed, showed me a bit more, even like if it was, uh, what's the word? Um, you know, and anecdotally, anecdotally yeah. or something, you know, just like as kind of, uh, just to, cause I, cause that's kind of what they were doing already to show the extent of how this goes. And, and if we can talk a little bit about, uh, her friend going to the hospital and just, mm -hmm. I like that idea of, so her, her way of handling it. Well, she goes to the friend's birthday party. Do you want to talk to the right. about the birthday party first or the hospital? Yeah, maybe, let's, let's maybe those about, those two pieces I mean, were really good. Yeah, absolutely. Because the birthday parties when we first have like straightforward fun in the movie, and I brought it up earlier about mm. um, 
you know, talking about the dolphin fucking, <laughs> which was, so, yeah, w- which was just shocking in comparison to what she delivered that so well, man. It's just, oh my she God. She set herself apart in the movie in, in the best way because that, I don't know, there's something about her character where like, I feel like I know that person somehow. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause she was also very rude and mean and I wasn't quite, that was a little much, I but still, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't understand the relationship though. Cause at first I just assumed that there was like, Jane Smith was like the ex of. Um, yeah, that's what I thought at first too. Oh fuck, what's his name? He's in a. Bunch I thought she was like the mother of one of the children. I don't know how I didn't wasn't sure how many children yeah, they had. Right. So uh, when she said like, "I hope whatever uh, genetics that you have isn't in our daughter or 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 in 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 the kid," and and, and so I was like, "Oh, is that her kid?" And then yeah, it became clear that she was a sister. And once that happened it all kind of fell into place for me, especially how she walked in and everyone's reaction of kind of just like, it was, it really did seem like a family member. Yeah. Just like, Oh, mm-hmm. it's, Oh, she came by, she's in pajamas, whatever. It's her, it's a sister. She can do whatever she wants, you know? Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. It, I, God, I just, I, that is to the credit of the movie because that whole switch and feeling is really fucking interesting mm. where you, a character, cause Typically, you don't see a character enter a scene and you don't and you have so little bearings on what's going on. Mm. You're, you usually have an idea of like this person said that they're going to this place. You understand what their job is. You understand what kind of their relationships are for the, you know, prior to a scene that we get like this where the character is just almost plopped into uh, comes halfway through a conversation yeah the then, protagonist isn't there it's her friend all new people right you kind of throw all yeah i was a little like thrown off a second because her friend isn't even there at the beginning of the scene it's just these people talking about dolphin fucking yeah and then Tunde and his girlfriend that was a weird situation because i did Tunde know he was gonna die before jane got there he's just got a weird vibe going on i think Tunde, the whole time he's just like <laughs> sitting there just like uh, I could yeah. tell. Us, does he just not like these people? Well, no. I mean, does is, he not, does he not da- like the dolphin fucking bit? His dad know. has had a stroke. He's in the hospital. Maybe he's preoccupied with that a bit. His, he's not very happy yeah, with the, the right. him and his 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 lady aren't. They they really shouldn't be together. I think they might have been leaning kind of heavy into that sub subtext a bit. Was, it seemed yeah. like he wasn't really like a fan of her or the dolphin fucking conversation. I don't know. He was just yeah. like, it was, he was so interesting. Cause he didn't say anything for a while either. I didn't know. And the then like, we're so interesting. <laughs> <laughs> the whole time he's just sitting there like staring <laughs> off into space. And then there's just all these shots of her just like, you okay. His girlfriend. Yeah. His girlfriend. Yeah. And then, and then how she says something? And then she kind of like looks at him and then like rolls her eyes at him and like takes a drink and she's kind of like over, yeah. over his shit. But his eyes are big. He's serious face. He's got kind of a bushy gray beard and he's just kind of, yeah. and then, he, <laughs> and then he, and then he's, and then he speaks like, he's kind of like in another another place that he's not here right now, but he's like channeling something from another world. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. And then, but then it fits so well when he was the first person to be like, I don't think she's that crazy. <laughs> right. Oh, totally. The whole time he's just captivated by her. He's like, my God, yeah, somebody's yeah. on my level. Mm-hmm. And he's I, like, you know I hate being here. I wish I could die right now. <laughs> 
okay, I think I just cracked it. I think that is what's happening is, is that, so our main protagonist saw uh, her boyfriend kill herself and that's how she knew she got uh, the contagion of I'm going to die. Did Yeah, that's what I was confused. Did she see him or did she leave before? I, she must, she must've just saw him she, do it. She, yeah. She mm-hmm. must've saw him. And then maybe, maybe with Tunde, it, he got it because of his dad. Maybe that, maybe there's something to that. I just, okay. He's definitely, he's definitely in a place. And I think it it is affected by that. The only reason I would, I would say no is because when he does finally get the sickness, whatever you want to call it, uh, he goes directly to the hospital and takes his father off of life support. And that's the definitive moment when he, when he like gets the whatever sickness shit. I don't know what to call it. Okay, so it is that. So it's like seeing death gets you. That is, that's the element that. But it wasn't from his father. It was from what's her face that come into that party. That's when it happened for him. Because right after that, him and his girlfriend break up, and he goes straight to the hospital, and and, and then he kills his, and then, his father. Then he sees the lights. No, I I think I just remember the conversation between him and his girlfriend in the car immediately after that. Is is what I presume after that party and they're sitting in the car talking and they just they break up and talk about how they never should have been together and it was like six months past their uh past due date due date to to uh expiration date and then she's like you didn't even come to my fucking birthday party and he's like my dad had a stroke um it's like brutal and then that I think that's when they come to terms with it. They realize it. And then he goes straight to the hospital from there, I believe. And then, uh, I thought he was good. I thought they were going to treat themselves at the hospital and I'm, it was the friend that was doing it, but she go. Uh, he, they go to his father and unplug him. And he's like, I should have done this a long time ago. And I think she was like, I was going to break up with you after your dad died. And that's the only yeah. reason I was staying with you. And that element of, and I'm so glad it was just an element like it was it could be one of those movies where it's like everyone knows they're gonna die tomorrow and they're all gonna just speak the truth to each other and then you're just gonna see like 10 different versions of that in like a comedic Mm -hmm. way or something um but that was that was how they handled it and it how the brother and sister-in-law it was they were completely resistant to it and then the brother and um uh, God, can you tell me your name again? I'll just call her Jane. Uh, get a moment aside. And the response by everyone, when you tell them like that, you're like, I'm going to die tomorrow. Or, or is, is like, well, why it's like, or like trying to convince someone like that it would happen is like, well, we're all going to die. Why wouldn't it be tomorrow? And that, I just thought that was an interesting idea way to put it to get the idea of the movie across everyone's mind too of just like we are all gonna die tomorrow why like sorry we are all gonna die why wouldn't it be tomorrow and then it puts it in your head of like this is how people would live if they had one day to live and it's just interesting like people think like oh i'm gonna go bungee jump or like oh i'm gonna or i'm just gonna hang out or just maybe not that but like it's not reality yeah it's like what they do they're gonna go grab their grab their kid and cry and hold on for literal dear, dear life and everything. And it's just so it's messy. It's, and, and people are like gripping and don't want to let go. Uh, mm-hmm. and I, and I like that sort of thing of, and the, and maybe this is a different point, but even that sort of thing, who says it, uh, 
Jane says it when they're talking about the dolphins, which I thought was such a cool way to bring the whole dolphin fucking thing into the reality of the movie and bring it back, like have it relate, not just be like uh, a story that she's telling. She's like dolphins or sorry, humans. Like, what do you think about the dolphin fucking thing? She's like, says some, her, her main thing she says is like, it's funny that humans are the only mm-hmm. creatures of the earth that pretend to yeah. act like something that they aren't. Yep. And I thought that was when like, we are confronted with our mortality, something that all living things go through. Uh, we freak the fuck out. And that's when our monkey mind kind of takes over, I think. And I just, I thought that was kind of interesting. Like we don't, we don't even think clearly. We're just, we're just acting purely on, uh, of, of that wanting to hang on and, and, and not let go, even though, you know, that's just a part of life. Like you were all, we're all going to die. And, but confronted with it and knowing the, not just the, Oh, you're going to die in this day. It's tomorrow for everyone. Everyone is, given the same set of parameters, those are the only rules you die tomorrow and everyone. So seeing everyone react different ways is also very interesting because it's all the same uh, situation, but just in different points of people's lives. Um, And it was more about, it's more about the idea of it rather than uh, little people take it literally, but then the movie itself, the rules are, is just like, this is just an idea and everyone's just being plagued with a literal version of this idea um, even though we are literally going to die at some point, it's, uh, I love how they play with it a bit. And, uh, mm-hmm. uh, the only thing would be just to, yeah, have a little bit more that would, um, yeah, I think, I think you put it really well, like have a more opinion about itself of the movie and the most I could, yeah, is, is that she needs fucking help. <laughs> Dude, she just needs fucking help at the end. She's not well. And and I I thought that was, that was something that was, you were able to have that, uh, serious moment along with the truly, uh, bonkers, surreal thing of her swimming in the swimming pool at the same time. And you're able to have like the weird, surreal artsy sort of point, which her friend kind of goes through her storyline and does more of that kind of stuff with the party and and other people. And then the hospital with Josh Lucas and then the mm. pool, she, she's kind of just like running around, spreading all this stuff. And then the main character is just on her own. She's, she's in this version of acceptance sort of thing. And she's just, she's just pounding yeah. it. And, and, and it, cause she's seen it happen. She saw, uh, her boyfriend do it mm-hmm. right? uh, in, in our version and what we think. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. and so that, that acceptance is, is interesting too. So she's accepting it and Jane's, you know, like paranoid according to others. And then the brother and the sister, we can talk about how they react to it. I, I don't know. They, so they, so they're sitting there at the sink doing dishes and it hits them kind of both at the same time. And that's that kind of, it gets really intense when they're both freaking out, but then also, yeah, I just think it's very funny when it cuts and they're just like, <laughs> I don't know what they're, what they're ah! saying. Craig, where are you? Susan, where are you? <laughs> they're just like, Oh God. I'm freaking out. <laughs> just and they're like hunched over too. It's like in a really awkward position. It's not like and and I really like that willingness and ability to kind of like find. I don't know. I found some humor in it, even if it was like very dark. And then they go and they cry with their daughter, and the daughter starts freaking out, out about dying too. It just goes right into sad, really fucking sad and dark shit too. And then they decide like we well, you know what we got to do. 
and they 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 decide they're gonna go kill the person who gave them this information. And that's I don't know. To then then they're they just seem like the spiteful, especially mm-hmm. yeah. the sister-in-law sort of she's getting mad about God, what did I have? In, uh, there's something that she just she was just apart from everybody in in the in the movie to me, and she was just handling it a, a different way. And she became yeah. vindictive and spiteful rather than mm-hmm. accepting or paranoid or or uh, trying to resolve things that what like you know like the what's his face from TV on the radio and and his girlfriend they seem like yeah they're like they want to take care of what they didn't weren't able to take care of. In, in some some way her friend wants to tell other people and then go to the hospital to get herself better um but she wants to take it like she's the one who wants to get revenge on the person who's who's given her makes sense right i'm it's glad the they had that, that side of it yeah, yeah mm-hmm. totally and it all matched for that character because she was she was um very short mean-spirited uh self-centered Self, right yeah off the bat. it was her birthday was, yeah. she was this it was her birthday she was the center of attention she didn't like the fact that jane adams was there because she's like you're t- you know you're you're bringing all this bullshit into my night and i fucking despise you for it and um yeah also that just that really mean-spirited thing where you're talking about some something and then you kind of see somebody not paying attention to you so then you call them out for it which is just such a fucking shitty thing to do and then um yeah so like it made sense that she was just so mad about it and um yeah she didn't really need to have a great resolution because she was set up as kind of a villain in this movie and she but she's a great representation of like you could spend your last night being really resentful and mean-spirited and and vindictive and that's how you're going to spend your last night and it's like Mm -hmm. you know and it's all driving everybody drives the point home that you're gonna die tomorrow so it's like you always just have this looming thing of like whatever these characters are doing they are all going to meet the same demise Mm -hmm. so it's like really yeah kind of latching on to what things that make sense to you what you like like in my mind like different stages of uh grief as well like denial and uh totally anger and yeah Mm -hmm. I would just, I mean, the place that, and the person that I would like to be in that movie is Michelle Rodriguez, to be honest, because she was just so like, like, let's be, let's be those, let's be those two. You be Michelle Rodriguez. I'll be, I'll be the other. Hell yeah. Let's fucking do it. The other girl was a little, she was, she, it was so cool to see because she was knew what was happening and she was just nervous about it you know she but she was with she was that you know very fun dynamic where you see this and it doesn't have to be around death i've seen it in my own life and you can see it in movies that kind of broach the subject matter of like people who are kind of on drugs hanging out Mm -hmm. together it's like some people will be like kind of like spun up about it not to say that they're they're having a bad time they're just like really in their own head and then michelle rodriguez who's just like so like it's gonna like whatever's gonna happen is gonna happen Mm -hmm. and there's nothing i can do about it and that was so apparent too when she's getting bled on by jane adams she's just like oh okay well Mm -hmm. i'm getting bled on don't really give a shit it's like so what she bled on me i mean anybody else would be like oh gross oh fuck you're bleeding on me oh man she's just like well whatever i mean yeah i mean she doesn't and then i thought that her little bit at the after that 
even helped the whole blood on her on her stomach sort of thing when she was talking about how what was it women in in tribes that's right tribes um <laughs> they would just bleed in the river uh, when they were all on their periods and they all had periods at the same time and then like conquistadors would come and see the red river and think they were making sacrifices or whatever they start chuckling and then it shows yeah her swimming in the pool with all all the blood and it was just like this blood was a part of all of those scenes and that just it just fit that it was such a random thing and then after that immediately after she's like i'm gonna miss trees (laughs) (laughs) i I just love the weird the weird dialogue man just to really have a surreal scene in that like a girl's fucking bleeding out in the pool swimming like oh can i go in the pool i'm i'm dying we're all dying (laughs) And I can't remember. Does she actually die? Do we see Jean Adams die? No, that's the last scene of 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 her. And then I and then yeah. I and then it goes to um we don't see anybody die, right? We go to Amy. Uh no, they, we just Amy see the aftermath. We see we see the boyfriend's body and we and uh we see the, the father go off life support. Um but that but the boyfriend killed himself. Yeah. Oh, and then I'm just thinking because of mushrooms. Like, what is that weird? That night, man. I don't know what. What, what is that weird? What happened telling? that night? Like, and, and yeah, all the all the it. it's all fucking torn up and everything. Like, he's just tripping balls on shrooms. No, he's gonna die, and he dies that night, right? Or he or is he gonna die tomorrow? So he did it the next. Was it a whole night of just freaking the fuck out? And then the next day he he dies. Just like I think seeing him coming to terms with it as well would have satisfied his character. I think a bit more of if even just seeing a reaction of how he handles it. Cause we see everyone else. The only thing we see him do is go completely paralytic and, or comatose or just like, uh, you know, yeah, right. like a deer in headlights sort of thing. Uh, and maybe that's, that's how someone re- would react to at first, but then he goes through it and we, yeah, we don't, we don't see it. I don't know. It's just, it was just interesting when, when, with a movie full of subtext uh, of like something that, I actually did really want to know a yeah. bit more about when a lot of other stuff, I was like, I'm glad I don't know the whole fucking story of this. Of totally. It's just like the more simple and literal it is, the weirder, it, weirder it can get when people's reactions descend into uh, the true repercussions of this simple idea rather than it's more, it's, it's just fault faulty people trying to come up with, an explanation for when there is none. And I think that's just the real point. There is no explanation. It's all these people trying to come up with one and they don't have one. It's just like in their head and that's all part of the movie. So if you got that, it would completely defeat the purpose of it a a bit. And it's that sort of thing of, and it's, and it was interesting too, not, not to get, get too uh, metaphorical about it and, and all that stuff. But, uh, yeah, it was made before COVID and all that stuff, but all this shit of catching something and being, paranoid and anxious about uh dying tomorrow it's just i thought i thought it kind of hit home in a a way where um yeah it wasn't like right on the money of of it and everything obviously because it was made before but it 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 hit some of those themes of that i think a lot of us have have gone through this past couple years Mm. almost couple years it's been now and uh and i thought that was interesting to see that paranoia spread like wildfire uh even when not much information is given yeah it's not maybe to that point but um on the on 
on all sides of whatever it doesn't have to be political, but even political spectrum or just real life shit. It's just people's reactions, uh, are so fascinating. Um, and that's, that's where this movie wins a lot. So that hospital scene with George Lu or sorry, George Lucas. Oh, Hey, uh, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna check you out. Are you feeling, feeling okay? Um, with like Josh Lucas. <laughs> Jonesy, what does it get? Little Ray, Ray Winstone as the doctor. Oh, we, oh hey, that's, this, that's what this movie was missing. Man, yeah. if he was in this, it would have been fucking. What character would you? We got to do this for all our movies. What character would be better? Oh, with he Ray would, Winstone? He, he would have been the director's one, the buggy guy. Um, oh yeah, God, he was great. Such uh, a weird looking dude. Adam, not Ray the, Winstone, dude, yeah, buggy Adam dude, Will Winberg or whatever his Wingard. name is. Wingard. He was great. That little. Well, maybe we talk about Josh. Do you want to talk about Josh Lucas first or we can talk about? Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. No, then we'll talk I'm about Dean like Buggy Man because, yeah, I, was, <laughs> I just want to talk about a couple of the humorous parts. And I still think and I do think Josh Lucas as fucking something that's so funny about weird and surreal shit. And there was something so Freudian about his breakdown, obviously, when he's asking for her to sing like his mom and mm-hmm. he's holding her and everything. And then it it's also has this weird sexual element as well of like mm-hmm. she's going through this whole uh, list of or like this whole fantasy of of uh, fucked up fantasy. Not only not a fantasy, but just like uh, what could possibly happen. Um if if someone were to break into her house and, and rape and murder her pretty much. And it's really yeah. fucking hard to hear, but uh, Josh Lucas is over, like doesn't take it seriously at first, but then at a certain point he just physically retracts and is like keeled over. And it's just like, <laughs> why is Josh Lucas in this movie? Then that happens. I was like, hell yeah. Like they needed yeah. someone to really like sell it. And he was, and he has this dumb haircut. That's kind of this weird yeah. comb over too. And he just looks like, not I don't know, sort of just like a a doctor at the end of the night that's had like is just kind of like wants to go home and he's just like, oh my god, this this lady is just gonna like ramble to me. And then all of a sudden he just keels over, lays down, and asks her to like hold him and sing mm-hmm. and hum to him like his mother did. And then it starts to take and before that, she's like, You're just so handsome, you're just so handsome. <laughs> is what she says yeah. out of nowhere. And those, I don't know, it just seems sort of stream of consciousness. Within the dialogue scene where everyone's kind of acting within like this writer's stream of consciousness, how they wrote the scene mm-hmm. and something about that just makes me feel like I'm in a dream. What loon? I got, if I, if you guys hear kitties meowing, then it's from me. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I should, I should kick him out, but he just loses it. And, uh, and uh, Luna, I'm going to kick you out. And um, I, what'd you think of that scene, Brandon? Oh yeah. Cause he, so I, that was a great example of when you know you're going to die, you want to fuck. And then you also. Yeah, like, yeah. Hit, mm-hmm. Everyone's like, very they, horny. Everybody's horny. So there's that element. And he's like arguably the best looking guy in the movie. Yeah, or I guess like great. conventionally good looking. That haircut I mean, looks great though. Not to say that everybody else doesn't look good. Uh, Cause they do. They really do. Um, 
but yeah, like, and then, so it's also funny, right? That the most seemingly masculine person in the movie then has such a like re- regression into infancy. Yeah. That, that just happens. So yeah, it's, it's, it's funny mm-hmm. and which is weird because of how morose the subject matter is. But I think it is, all, the, it is why funny. the, those are the moments where the movie is the most successful is where it is funny because it's so fucked up. And yeah, I just, and this movie has a lot of that and it does it well where, yeah, just, it adds a little bit more needed uh, levity because yeah, if you just continuously talk about everybody's dying, everybody's Mm -hmm. dying, everybody's dying, then it just, yeah, it'll really make you comatose and numb. And then you'll just, like, you know, I was getting a little switched off at some points in this movie because it will spend a lot of time. Like, I just understanding the visuals of this movie is, is like we're being very specific about actual conversations that people are having. But interspersed with every conversation is like it can be like three to five minutes of just pure visuals of yeah. like close ups on people's hands. Her walking slowly to the camera uh, over like two slowly minutes. Slowly to yeah. the camera. Yeah. A lot of there's like yeah. one of the sunset. Uh, on the first day, I'm going to kick this cat out after I say this Yeah, of the sunset, uh, setting. And then mm. it's like over a long period of time, but yeah. they change the, f- they fuck with the focus over a long period of time. I thought that was mm. such an interesting little visual thing because it hadn't it had the sound effect and the music and everything, but I've, you see those long shots of, or like over a period of time and it's not a super long period of time, but you see the sun moving and the focus is just kind of going in and out in a weird way. Cause it's over a longer period of time doing that. I, I don't know. It was just some effects I hadn't seen. And then to not only have the microscopic shots and then have that be a part of someone's character was also, um, uh, in, in part of the story and wasn't just there to make it look cool. You know, then they, they made it a part of someone's character. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. I was that trying to find a connection one. with the mic. I don't know, like microscopic things. And, and she's just so excited by that with the whole story, but it could be just mm-hmm. because it was a visual cool thing. And that's, that's why they put that into her, into her character too. And, and just to have it that yeah. sort of thing. Cause maybe the director was like, Oh, there's this kind of, artwork that's that'd be sweet to have a character kind of just be obsessed with that (laughs) for sure yeah i mean this movie does walk a fine line there are definitely moments where the yeah especially i would say in the beginning part of this movie where um since there's so little set up that um it just seems like it's all so much is in service of the visual, which I guess is fine table dressing because it does set you into a mood. But again, it's just grounded in next to nothing. So it's all just hanging as visual images with no real purpose behind it. And I, that's where the movie is unsuccessful is when it does kind of spend hang a little bit too much on stuff. I get Fair. that there needs to, needs to be some like breath and some cadence to like, again, you can't just be hammering home death all the time. Or this movie would just be like a slog or, you would just get comatose and turned off because you're just your nerves are rubbed raw by or it would just turn everybody. into a horror movie like a, yeah yeah for sure um but yeah so like but yeah it's, I, a, it's an 84 the, minute movie and again like 20 minutes of the beginning is her walking around her house 
Yeah, say next to my life. Uh, oh, so what I was going to say is that you brought up a great point and something that I would call out that I noticed that was really unsettling but cool is that there's the moment where she's in the bedroom. Well, there's a couple moments where she's in the bedroom, but um, and she's walking towards the camera and it is red light, blue light flashing. Yeah. And then each flash of color, she kind of has a different facial expression. And it just had me. Gl- it, it just, and I'm well, not sure. Well, I'm not light, sure if it just, did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. And that I was so glued to the screen where I'm like, is each frame of color a different shot? So it looks like she's making different faces. Mm-hmm. Is it the same? And then just color is flashing in the way that each color, like, cast shadows on your face it like makes it seem like it's different it was so crazy uh, to see and it was in service of the character because there seemed like there was a certainty and an uncertainty in each blue and red flash which i would say then is part builds into the thesis visually of like those red and blue flashes i guess would represent a like blue being you're a more comfortable with death but in knowing that you're going to die and red is a more raging against death and then and like um, being upset about it, but you're just frustrated because there's nothing you can do about it. Mm-hmm. And then those blue and red kind of representing that. But that, yeah, there are some really um, visually striking stuff in this movie. I was thinking that's um, the, the mood side of it. Definitely. I mean, it just looks and it looks so good. And I was also thinking um, in terms of th- 3d how they make 3d happen is is red and blue on each lens of a mm-hmm. of 3d glasses and i was thinking how it would just brings out different points of contours or or peaks and valleys of the of a person's face it yes, just kind of highlights that. different ones uh and in the flash between i totally know what you mean where her face looks completely different and i think mm-hmm. i have seen this video where it shows a person's face and it shows all the different versions of, of lighting that can affect a person's face and make it look completely different based on where light, lighting is coming from, what color, uh, what perspective, maybe even what type of lens and, and how close or far in terms of perspective. Um, these, I threw some pictures up on our chat. They're very, they're very tiny. I, I, I very tiny. Yeah, that's they're on IMDB. If, if you get the chance to look at them, the, the little bigger version, I'm, having a hard time putting them, putting those ones on, but, um, oh, there's one of, uh, Tonde, is that his name? Uh, with like kind of a red and blue is like a purple kind of magenta white. And that's kind of the, the cover of the movie is that too, is kind of both of them together. But I think that it's almost like a 3d element. there. It's kind of adds like depth to, uh, to, uh, to a face, um, going between them, but that slow walk towards the camera was, there's a lot of slow burn stuff in a relatively short movie. Um, and that's something that, yeah, I'm, I'm sure could, could have a polarizing effect <laughs> on, on people to put it, to put it lightly. But uh, yeah. yeah, so she goes, I mean, she goes, that whole hospital thing happens. He like, they're like, has, has like a motherly thing. And then it switches to a sexual thing, like very Freudian. And then he like decides that he needs to go to his wife um, and then he bails from the movie and I, yeah, Josh Lucas kills it. Um, and then she goes home and goes to her back to her, uh, little samples and is talking to them on the screen. And then she gets, uh, confronted by, you don't see who it is. And then she's kind of just looks at a figure 
in the back. I think the lights are going on at the same time. And she's kind of like, is this how it ends? And then it cuts away. Um, but it goes back to her later, even just to complete that. And then we can talk about dune buggy man. Um, and she's, yeah, the, the, the grizzly, uh, scene depicted after the fact is dressed really well. And I, it's interesting that that, and both the thing with the, that and the bro or sorry, the bo boyfriend killing himself are just very like after the fact, you don't see it take place. You don't see the action. You really, the, what ha the, uh, result tells the story in the filmmaker's mind. And I thought that was uh, effective while I still hold by that. Yeah. You, I could have used a little bit more with the, the boyfriend just to see a bit more of whatever, but I thought that scene that it set and the bloody hand on the screen and the blood on the ground and the blood going through into the, the sample was, was effective and, uh, satisfied the foreshadowing, um, of that and made some of that like part of the movie rather than just like a, a little, a layer on top that would be forced in otherwise, I think. Um, and then, yeah, I don't know. We, I, we probably already passed dune buggy stuff, but I just wanted to talk about, oops, talk about, uh, uh, just that one, just his, his character right? and the scene where they're talking about the safety and he's like, Oh, you're not going to die on my watch or whatever. And then what is she says? Like, um, mm. they're like, yes, I am. I'm dying tomorrow or something like that. And, but whatever, whatever she says, his reaction is, uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I love that so i the and that was that was something that just seemed like it was just came up with on the day and everyone mm -hmm. must have just been cracking up but even just taking that in the scene must have been hard but the funniest part of a of a downer downer movie or just like a not completely down. I don't know. Something about it that the misery loves company thing or something about seeing people go through this shit kind of like mm. makes you feel, uh, not That's as long. bad about yourself in some weird way, but, uh, yeah. they, uh, she goes on she, that they, uh, they're hanging out on the motor. This is after she goes on the dune buggy ride. And then, uh, he asks her, you want to make out? She's like, sure. Cause everybody's horny. You're going to die. You want to plant your seed. Um, <laughs> I just, it wasn't played as a misdirect. Even if in your mind, you might think it is, they don't like play it up, which I really liked is the fact that he didn't, he was over it. He's like, I can't do this right now. <laughs> yeah. It's just a beautiful woman. And he's, he's kind of this big bearded dune buggy Deep man. Bit. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I, I can't do this right now. I can't. I can't. I know. And it wasn't, yeah. And it wasn't played as a misdirective, like, oh, well, he should want to. It was just kind of like just part of the character of people going through dying and everything and how it just spoke to even more of her acceptance that she was. Yeah. She was further uh, along. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. She was ready, mm -hmm. uh, more accepting and, and horny and willing to <laughs> uh, compartmentalize her mind enough to be able to, to do that, I guess with, with everything else going on. Um, the sun rises on the next day, right? Yeah. The sun rises on the next day. Brothers, brother, uh, is looking at it. Um, and then the sister-in-law wakes up next to the kid. Um, they're coming to terms with stabbing Jane and thinking that it's still 
going to happen. And you can see how pissed she still is and how, and how mad she is about it. And like, just clearly not, not accepting anymore, just angry and, and spiteful. And you can see there's been a change in him a bit more of like, mm-hmm. and that's that sort of thing that they could have leaned more into, but I like that they at least touched on was like, Oh, he's going to live his life differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, if he's going to, if he's going to continue living or he's just going to go to prison and live, live his life out there, however he wants to, but, uh, who cares about knowing, but it's just that, that, reaction in him was so different than her and i i'm i'm glad i got to see that uh that the different sides of it and then that's this is when you see jane go up to uh or did you have anything to say about the brother and and sister-in-law yeah it just goes michelle rodriguez uh jane i i thought was i thought she was dead you know i thought she was done and then she rolls up with a stab wound in her belly to michelle rodriguez and um the other actor looks very familiar uh yeah but uh, I'm not entirely sure. I'm just assuming she's that they all know each other probably from like some AA shit. Because there's no explanation oh. as to why. Like, I thought it was just a random you... house. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. And they're just both like, yeah, hey. Yeah, kind of. This, movie, this scene is so, it was weird enough where yeah, it just right. like, she was just sad and she just ran. But yeah, maybe it was a neighbor. She made neighbor a thing and they actually did recognize each other. But I was, I was just kind of assuming like I'm dying. Like, and that, and that's that, that switch to where if these people really knew that everyone was going to die, that's how they would react. But the, her stab wound meant that she was really going to die but they were in the same boat. I know it's just such, that's where the literal interpretation of this movie came to a head for me was those two characters was that there was no difference between her being mortally wounded and them because they were, everybody was going to die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's where that literal interpretation kind of came to and then that's where it, like the surreal that most surreal scene kind of in the movie i think was was right there where she just asked to go swimming and um you know i don't think the whole movie is like a david lynch movie but there's definitely like david lynch Ooh, aspects yeah, sure. aspects of like how i felt which jane was actually in twin peaks the return um mm. season uh, but there was just aspects of too. human behavior that reminded me of like watching a david lynch uh project where and that that scene might have been one of them too where it's just there's a subtext that everybody knows about except the audience and the director yeah. is placing and maybe everyone has a different thing but the director is placing that on them and it's a secret and it's just a matter of you discovering it as an audience member of of the of the meat and potatoes of this movie and of that scene and it puts a little bit more work in your lap as an audience member um if you're trying to come in and watch uh a scary movie or, or something but it's it reminded me elements of of that um so that's the end of her character and then the main character where does she she wakes up just in like the desert yeah, or is it at I, that house I don't, I don't know if she does she sleep but is it in the I, middle of desert yeah kind of like near, by that house near, by that house yeah and she's no. very i don't know it's a great shot of her she's a wonderful actress and um, she's speaking to herself and basically just saying how she's not well and she needs help. Oh, this is after she tries to go to that guy and make herself a, a leather jacket. 
And yep. he says, what is this line? I can make you whatever you want. And I just mm-hmm. thought that I can make you whatever you want was good. Of like, <laughs> I'm going to make you. Okay, I'll stop. <laughs> I'm going yeah, like, to make you a you fucking leather jacket. Uh, but that I thought that actor was another just out of a David Lynch movie or something, too. Or he's just like, okay, here's how leather is like the ant, the animal needs to be warm and it can't be yeah, too all, long. All he's going those, through all the rules uh, of leather working. And I just that minutia during this very like climax, almost climactic scene, just like makes you hang on every word of leather working. You're like, yep. I love that <laughs> when a movie makes you do that, even just like something like even the guy the boyfriend staring at the door in the pizza, just the shot of him staring out into the abyss was scary, you know? And that's mm-hmm. such good directing and pacing and storytelling that like these simple shots of like colors coming at somebody from behind the camera and their reaction instills this terror in you. And it's more of a terror movie than a horror movie, but, uh, yeah, maybe not. It's just, it's just, uh, it's it's a different sort of thing, but that you're able to have those effects with very simple, practical things is it makes me really happy um, mm. to know that you can you can do it like that, and uh, that's where the movie leaves us is her saying she needs help. She's not well. Do you uh, feel inspired by this movie at all? Yeah, I. Yeah, I, th- I think in- inspired. Sure. Um, I think I was surprised. Kind of just like for film in general. Yeah. Like, because this art, presented like sure. a, art in general. Yeah. A person in an art that, I mean, I don't Yeah. I just, I haven't seen something quite like this mm-hmm. um, before. And yeah. And some, a ch- new thing that challenged me from a new person on the scene. Yeah. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I feel myself really interested in a lot of the way that things unfolded because they were so unconventional and then yeah. it focuses and has its own particular look and color palette that it's just uh, unique to itself. And mm. um, yeah, I personally felt inspired by this movie thinking like, Oh, that's it's, you know, it's so great that this exists. Like yeah. that people are making movies like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I get, I get why, this is a polarizing movie because very little happens in the movie. A lot of time, like, you know, we brought up on a recent episode about being up its own ass. Like this would be to a lot of people, I think to a lot of people, quintessential definition. And that's okay to think that way too. Again, it's like, we're not, I'm not judging anybody who, who thinks that way. It's just trying to interpret and understand. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I just, yeah. When talking about this, though, is it per, it posits certain ideas. I guess you would get into the nitty gritty of how effective is it in conveying those ideas. I, but I also think a lot of criticism would probably come from, oh, I just want more. I want more in this movie. It doesn't give me enough. Yeah. I peaked some audience okay. audience reviews. This is an 8323. Uh, Do you want to read some? Do I, are you okay to get Yeah, into I'd love the, to. Um, sure. I'd love to. Do you want to, I'll start with some audience uh, yeah. reviews from Amazon. You know, a, a lot of these movies run closer to fives on Amazon. I think uh, at least the movies that we've done. And this one is, is running at a 3.1 out of five with 621 ratings. So it just hasn't been seen much. 
And when you talk about, I think I've mentioned, because I peruse these a bit, I think people were expecting, some people were expecting something else. Um, Understandable. And then some people, I think, knew what they were getting and still didn't like it. So I, I'll kind of, I'll do a, I think this is one more of the latter. Uh, cool. A. Joseph Orlando, one star, a sad disappointment. Not only because the premise is timely and ripe with possibilities to explore the existential angst the world is feeling right now, but it just doesn't do anything with it. It's, it's not sad. There's no catharsis. It's painfully not funny. It's just a flat tire of a movie where I was hoping to feel something, anything, but didn't get squat. None of the actors are at fault here. This lies squarely on the director's shoulders. I just sat there and looked at some pretty gorgeous cinematography and an interesting performance by the great character actor, Jane Adams. She's great, but that's she as far great. as I'm going with praise to put it more succinctly. This movie is a dumpster fire of art house <laughs> pretension and clumsy right. attempts at postmodern absurdism. I'm actually quite angry. I forced myself to sit through this pretentious crap flick till the end hard pass. So that art house pretension, clumsy attempts at postmodern absurdism to me, that just tells me that this person knew what this was trying to be and still didn't like it. It wasn't a, mm -hmm. it wasn't a situation where they're uh, looking for something else. I think they like these kind of movies, but or these kind of but movies, that this was going for, but didn't really go into it. So I thought that was interesting. Um, I'll go on. I'll go on. Um, uh, just to that oh, yeah. review though, I would just say to that person is like, I've seen movies in to this scale where the characters are saying a lot about how the director or the voice of who wrote or directed whatever is coming from. And there isn't a whole lot of, this is how I view the world. Right. And this is what's wrong with this. And People this are so and filled with regret that they don't choose to live life in the moment. And they just constantly, uh, are right. vindictive. And there's not some, there's not, there's not a real indictment of any character. You know, there's not, it's, it's really just showing you coping mechanisms by, by these people in, in my mind, while also combining it with this interesting premise of, of it being contagious like it and mm. yeah yeah absolutely so i don't know i just <sighs> mm, i mm, okay um, think about them let's see amy j one star doesn't go anywhere this movie although good ratings on ron tomatoes was not satisfying at all the plot doesn't go anywhere it was a waste of my time so they went on ron tomatoes they saw an 83 percent by critics they're like oh i will check this out I do not like it. And that's as, mean, that, that's as simple that's as honest. it is. It's just like, oh, yeah. if you see a good rating, you're like, oh, I'm going to watch this movie. Um, and so like, uh, I don't know. It's, it's a very simple, stupid concept that I'm getting out there, but I'm just to the point of our podcast. It's just how people watch movies is, mm -hmm. and how they decide movies. Um, and I'm curious if she knew what she was getting into. She, she, she saw a rating. Maybe she thought it was a horror movie or whatever, but uh whatever you're you're entitled to your opinion if you don't like it you don't like it and just curious to and try to interpret some of it um yeah i i feel like i have to comment to these people but i just i want to pause it out there into the universe that there's also a reality in which you go into something saying with a direction by a publication or by a recommendation from somebody. And they're like, this movie's really good. So you go check it out. If you, you 
also it would behoove you to have like maybe work on this ability of just being able to be more flexible and change your perspective and go, I'm I, now I'm trying to fit this round peg into mm-hmm. Square hole of what my expectations are to how a good food film could, you know, how, like what that means or what it means to be successful in just storytelling. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, I mean, there are, uh, there is a fair criticism that this plotting wise is not the best because it doesn't give you uh, a lot of. Um, it doesn't give you a lot just compared to other movies, you know? Yeah. Compared to just, other movies, yeah. right? Like this isn't, you know, y- yeah, this isn't as straightforward and not to saying that people need it to be really black and white or straightforward, but there is a, there is some truth to that because mm-hmm. that's seems like what would happen from somebody having that perspective of like, Oh, people said this was good. This movie, uh, you know, doesn't do a whole lot it's boring it's not good because it you know there's not enough characters going places talking about how they feel mm-hmm. it's more so of just people looking at the camera and then more of you're watching people internally process something which i can understand mm-hmm. being somewhat boring or whatever because and a lot of yeah. stylistic shots of, yeah sun setting people uh <laughs> looking out the window looking at colors and microscopic things and uh Stuff right. like that, where I, I'm just picturing some people seeing that scene of her slowly walking towards the camera with the red and blue, just being like, what the fuck is going on right now? Like, why are we? I kind of felt that, too. Like, why I are we it. doing this? Um, and making that part and really giving that the time to do it, you must know that you're challenging an audience by doing that as a as a director and by a uh, uh, someone making art and yeah, I, I felt challenged, um, but also rewarded. Uh, I think there's some things that could have bigger payoff and, and a little bit more like meat on the bones or, um, explanation, but really not so much explanation, but just more of, more of what we already saw, as I said for me, but I'll do a couple more audience if you don't mind. Mm -hmm. Um, A-N-M, one star, infuriatingly stupid. Since I've read so many positive critic reviews of this film, we decided to give it a shot despite the three stars on Amazon. Turns out I also die tomorrow from boredom. Yeah. Hey. Nailed it. Nailed uh, it. I haven't seen a truly worthless film in a long time, but this is one. If you want something cerebral or existential or whatever, do yourself a favor and just rent color out of space. Oh, what is that movie? I don't know. Is that, that the... That's not the one from the guy that did uh, Dr. Moreau, is it? I know he came back and directed another movie. Um, oh, no. Color Out of Space is the somewhat recent um, uh, Nicolas Cage movie. I think, yeah, yeah, I think this is by the guy who did fucking uh, oh, Island yeah, of Dr. Right. Moreau. Yeah, Richard Stanley. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Richard Stanley. Uh, I was curious about this one. I, Oh, I should check this movie out after it's this. It's okay. based on a story by H.P. Lovecraft. Yeah, these people like these kind of movies. This seems like a, a trippy sort of thing. Uh, uh, but it also seems closer to horror, possibly. Who knows? I haven't seen it, so I shouldn't judge it. Um, anyways, uh, these these reviews seem very legit. Some of them seem just very legit and, and understandable. Like if someone were to explain their, their opinion of this, like 
spoiler, I like this movie, but if someone were to uh, explain their reasons why they didn't, just to- I would totally understand. I don't know. I can picture someone sitting with someone watching this movie, myself enjoying it, and then just being like, oh, what? And uh, yeah, I, I think that doesn't make it any less good for me or doesn't make it any better for probably that person that I would enjoy it if they're set in their opinion. But it's just uh, one of those things where some movies are that much better because not everyone agrees because if everyone did, it just wouldn't have any sort of edge or like a good juicy substance to talk about. And that's what I mentioned before. We talk about the things that are um, kind of people disagree on. That's a lot of like subject matter of our podcast is at least this like latter half of it is trying to decipher people's feelings about a movie. (laughs) It's an interesting (laughs) conversation that we've got uh, here. I don't know. I'm yeah, I'm loving this streak and I knew I kind of knew I was going to love this, but these movies are, man, they're so much more challenging in a Mm -hmm. good way of just positing a lot of things that you don't normally think about and then transporting you into that mindset so you can inhabit that space mentally. Mm -hmm. So then you can easily think about how you feel about something and really, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, evokes a space and an, and emotions out of you, out of me, or, you know, I mean, that's kind of the goal of all of it. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's, yeah, it's so much more rewarding to talk about, to watch these types of movies than even though we have so much fun having people on and talking about, you know, you know, goofy bullshit movies, which are fun. We'll have more of those too. Yeah. We'll have more of those. All you polar bears out there. (laughs) Um, uh, but hopefully if anybody's listening, hopefully they're South Pole, like South Pole, lot, North Pole, polar bears, whichever side you're on, whatever side you're on. But I, I hope the people who are listening are enjoying this section as much as we are, because we're probably going to keep it going for a little, little bit longer. Maybe do what I don't know, probably like maybe three or four more movies, I would hope of this, unless we have a guest that wants to come on and then switch it up. But, yeah, it's kind of uh, I don't know. We we uh we come up with these kind kind of or like we have a running list and we kind of come up with it on the fly we might come up with more of a science to it but i think we were kind of running on empty on some of those i think the long lost sweetest thing episode was was one that was rough um that no one heard but (laughs) that movie was rough uh um but switching gears has been interesting and to know that all this this whole list contains the sweetest thing as well as she dies tomorrow (laughs) has a similarity between those two and we're finding it uh makes me excited and uh makes this worthwhile knowing that there's going to be variety is the spice of uh of this life um (laughs) i'll do i'll do two more short ones of the audience and switch to a couple critics Joe W can't imagine what people see in this movie. One star. This, the beginning is trite and slow moving. There is no sophistication to the plot development. And I had to walk away after 45 minutes of sheer boredom. A lot of people bored in this movie. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, Nicole Keenally. One star. Do not bother. One of the worst freaking movies I have ever seen. We couldn't even finish it. It was literally about nothing. Girl rubs the floor. Girl uses a leaf blower in the middle of the night in a gown. Oh, yeah. When girl just funny. stood there for 10 minutes, I decided not to waste another minute on this crap. Such a disappointment. I mean, yeah, if you don't like that stuff already, I don't know if you're really going to like the rest of the movie. So it's, you can kind of like judge you know from that, that review. Point. There isn't a lot more to, to, to happen too, though. 
Their, their review, review made me think of the concept. Uh, I was talking to my mother about this and someone else recently that with sugar, like it just changes the chemical balance in your brain where you just, if you have it, it makes you want more. And then you go through the process of if you reduce your sugar intake, then you don't have this sweet tooth as much because mm-hmm. it just, it kind of slowly, right. you, you know, like a it, chapstick or something. What do you wait? What do you mean? <laughs> like, if you use chapstick, you're just gonna need more chapstick because it like well, it just makes it just makes like your lips chap. So you just have to keep using more. So the more chapstick you use, the more chapstick you got to use. <laughs> totally, <laughs> that is a funny way to think about it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what are my my lips just stop producing oils because they're just being supplied, you know, by chapstick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it just makes me thinking for this movie is it I do think that there is a kind of sugar addiction when you watch typically bigger budget, more straightforward, more conventionally liked movies than, and watching, if you were to try to shift gears into this from watching more like notable, notable movies, I think it would come off as more extreme, more boring, more uninteresting yeah. mm-hmm. um, because you're just so used to the opposite. Mm-hmm. But if you were to, and I think a, a goal of mine with, you know, this journey that we're on with this podcast is trying to wean myself off of one so that you can be more fluid in your reception of culture. Like Mm. instead of being like, so say you're presented with some, you know, popular cultural event or what have you news, uh, maybe politics or whatever Mm -hmm. that, and movies uh, where if you're just so in one, yeah, when you're presented with the opposite, it's so it's like having a regular Coca-Cola and then having water like in close, in close proximity to each other. Like I, when I'm not drinking soda, water is the fucking shit. Like I love a cold glass of water, but I, every time I have a, a soda and then have water next to it, I'm always like, Oh, this is just like, so like (laughs) boring and almost gross to that degree of, I don't like it. You know, now I don't, you know, Mm -hmm. I just want more soda. Um, and yeah, like, I don't know. It, I can understand the criticisms that people give it because it's just like the criticisms that people will give of anything that is polarizing is, is that if I'm so in this lane going essentially the opposite, because this is, I would posit very diametrically opposed to a more, to an Indiana Jones. Yeah. I was just thinking of that one. Yeah. Yeah. Like this, this is on the opposite spectrum uh, side of the spectrum Mm -hmm. of a lot of things. Um, I can't put my finger on what, you know, I would just say being movies just to kind of be more broad about it. And, Mm -hmm. um, but this isn't a bad movie. These people that are loving these criticisms of it, it is fine. If you, it's fine if you are having a hard time understanding this because of what you usually consume. But I just want to let those people know that if you weren't just consuming that, there is things that are pretty clear and present in this movie. Like to mm-hmm. this last review of like the there's no uh, they're really saying there's no plotting like it doesn't the movie right. doesn't tell you what's going on. That's not true at all. Like mm-hmm. the she talks. She says, I'm going to die 
yeah, I I do get this movie kind of starts and almost to its detriment for those type of people is mm-hmm. it is like jumping into the deep end. If you just watched Indiana Jones, where <laughs> like there's no talking, there's just there's no plotting whatsoever in the first 15 to 20 minutes. What if she just started building an arc? Yeah, right. <laughs> or she just got into a high speed chase. Like, it, I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's so, it's so great. Jumps out of an airplane. Um, yeah, like this, this, I guess I'm starting to kind of get into my, uh, that was a, also long winded. No, I was, that, I feel, that's a, feel that's a really it. good, really good point. Um, yeah. And I, I would just say, yeah, it's like the, I do try to get the closest I can to like, not maybe not with every movie again. It's like with a lot of what critics offer is context and to movies and that bigger picture can sometimes provide a lot of, uh, information that would make the movie better. There's other movies, the less, you know, the better walk in, don't know anything and just experience it. Um, and this, I think this is one of those movies that fits the latter that it's, uh, the less, you know, about this movie, the better the title itself says everything you need to know about it. And you go into, into, into it and you experience it guaranteed, no matter, no matter who, who, who you are, like there's going to be people all over that, that'll still not like it. People that, that will, but from a personal perspective, when I did watch Indiana Jones, uh, crystal skull, I had not seen, I said, I had not seen it since, um, 2008. And I wanted to find the positives of that movie. That's the challenge. And that's taking an active effort during watching a movie. And that's something that I've appreciated doing this is I have felt like a much more active audience member. And while I still have contextual clues, I am not just going in blind in most of these movies. This one I pretty much did. I I saw the trailer like once. Um, I, I've, I think most of the time it's, it's better when I know nothing. If, if I had seen Indiana Jones, Crystal Skull, hadn't seen any of the other Indiana Jones, hadn't heard of Steven Spielberg, George Lucas or anything, probably have a much, I, I might have a different opinion about it. I might not. It's a, it's impossible to know, but the closer to that I can get on a lot of movies, the better I think, unless say it's like a true story based on a true story or something like that. I, I get, I get where people are coming from. Um, but this, this one is one where, uh, the experience itself, the stylistic choices were, were paramount in, in the production of it. Uh, before you do your final piece, do you mind if I do just a couple critics yeah, go for it. before we move on? Um, Daily Telegraph. The film is never less than time passingly bonkers, but I rarely found it much more than that either. And it's plot so deliberately opaque that it seems to be daring you to mentally check out at every non-turn and untwist. Uh, that's actually more of a middling review, three out of five, but they threw it on the fresh scale. So it's interesting how the it's, it's, it is polarized. It's, it's one side or the other. If you're three out of a five, it's over half. So you're, you're positive. So that's, it's interesting. Um, mm-hmm. Simran Hans, uh, observer, alternately hilarious and spine tingling. It recalls David Lynch's twin peaks and its serious penetrating sense of doom. Um, yeah. Uh, Adam Kempinar film spotting. Does it amount to more than that experiment? A cinematic sensory exercise in portraying existential dread in a heightened way that reflects a universal human experience. I'm not sure it does, but maybe that should be enough. That's kind of close to, I think what we, how we've been 
talking about it. I think we're like, it could go that extra step further, but it doesn't make it any less of what this finished product is like this finished product is finished and it's still really good, but there's it's it to me that says that people's interests are peaked and they're, and they're curious about more. Um, five out of a five Tara Brady from the Irish times from the opening scene, Samets, the director and her clever ensemble class have fun with the weighty conceit and post Malik. Some, what does that word mean? Somnambulism. I'm an idiot. I don't know what that means. I'm going to have to look it up. Somnambulism. We're going to do word of the day today here on polarized um, <laughs> sleepwalking. Why can't you just call it sleepwalking? God damn it. <laughs> Fuck. Jesus Christ. People. Clearly a critic. Yeah, maybe it's just sure. more common in Ireland to say that. Um, Helpful. These, those are a lot from the UK. I got to get, get an Amer- American one in here. Um, Americans don't watch movies like this. We're too busy watching fucking superhero movies like a bunch of fucking adult children. Uh, Here's Christy Lemire, Film Week, KPCC, NPR, Los Angeles, a gripping and very tight little horror movie. She thinks it's a horror movie. As their Suckerman thrillist, the world Semits creates is one that turns progressively more surreal. It's an echo of our own that slowly grows more foreign. It's also often absurdly funny, like a Tim and Eric sketch with an operatic bent. Totally. Absolutely. That's, I mean, that's a Tim and Eric thing is to just take one like conceit idea and just push it and keep pushing push it, it yeah. like as far as it can go and make it as ridiculous as possible. Um, Richard Roper, Chicago Sun Times. Wait, mm. he's, he's still alive. I didn't, I don't know. Or is that just from his site or something? I guess he's still alive. I don't know why I thought he wasn't with us. Um, she dies tomorrow is a well-crafted, beautifully acted minimalist gem of for our times. Great. Okay. That's the critics yeah, feelings. Yeah. Uh, Brandon, would you like to uh, wrap it up? Sure. Wrap uh, it up. Wrap it up. Um, I, I are, you know, I won't get belabor the points. Cause I, I think I made myself clear that I, I do. I genuinely enjoyed this movie. Um, I think it was successful in creating a sense of dread, making me think about my own mortality. Um, I think there were new visual elements to it that kept it interesting. Um, I, and I will take off some points because I, I think it does spend a, like rest a little bit on those laurels a little bit too much. And maybe you could in another reality swap out some of the time spent on just visual, uh, visual shot, uh, the visuals being the focus and not any plotting happening. I think maybe you could have paired that back just a little bit and then added some uh, more backstory, especially like we talked about with the uh, boyfriend. Cause I think maybe just having a better understanding of where this started from or what was, yeah, at least more of a getting a clear understanding of the catalyst. All of this would have been better uh, for this movie because then, yeah, you just, you would have been like, okay, okay. So like, you know, and it could have easily been a catalyst that uh you know further promotes the thesis of this where if you knew that you were going to die tomorrow how would you uh, how would you live your life what would you how would you look at things how would you look at your relationships and i i think this movie did those things and made me think about those things and it really made me think about how 
you know, time spent pretending that I'm something that I'm not is really not time well spent. And I, I it presented that and I thought about it. And I think that ultimately makes this movie effective. And I wouldn't, it, because it does those things, it, I can't give this a, a middling score because I, I don't know. I just, you know, sitting in my room by myself, just thinking about like, oh yeah, like, man, all my, you know, things that I can do in my life, things that I can, uh, yeah, just, what are things that I can do differently? And it's not even to say that I will do those, but at least I'm being presented with just kind of going through those mental, uh, you know, uh, like steps of, yeah. Oh yeah. You know, when I'm in a moment, if I were to become more present and to think about how life is so, you know, uh, going away at a point and everybody is going to die, then yeah, you do, you would act a little, you would act very much like the people that are in this movie where you don't spend as much time getting bogged down in the minutia and you just really try to focus on connecting with people as quickly as possible because that's what feels good. That's what matters. That's what life is really about is getting to, you know, all of us are going through the same thing. And if we can just pare back all of these more societal pressures of, oh, we're supposed to act a particular way when we're in interactions with people, you would ultimately get to more rewarding and more, um, yeah, fulfilling. Those are the same thing, but yeah, be more, uh, your life would be more fulfilling. And maybe it does take just, I, and if anything, this it ends up providing like this supernatural element truly is something that is a superpower like uh, a supernatural element could be is that if you know that you're going to die, mm. you end up really being, it does make you better. It does mm -hmm. make you um yeah, able. I don't know. Relinquish some of the uh, constraints and be free to just, um, yeah, just be free. But you mindset. could you could take that either way. Yeah, you know, you could with that knowledge, you could be more uh, mean, or you can be more mm -hmm. uh, calm. Mm -hmm. You could be more accepting. You could be more. Um, yeah, just loving and all of that good stuff. So, uh, I'm going to give this movie a 86%. Dude, that's nailed it. That's, that's really, really where I'm, I'm hovering right now. And, uh, uh, to say my piece going in, into this movie, I was kind of worried about the themes and the subject matter, uh, even seeing the trailer, uh, of, just mortality and um, even the anxiety or depression or paranoia about that idea. I think we all do. We all have to deal with it in our own way. Um, <laughs> and I've dealt with it in my own versions as well. And it, I've, it affects me a lot at different points in my life and other times I'm okay with it, other times I'm not, you know, and so it doesn't matter if I'm okay with it, but it's just, you know, your, your feelings about it and watching this movie, I was a little worried about what effect that it would have on me. If it was going to bring me down, if it was going to, you know, mess up my day <laughs> and, you know, make, sure. make, make me feel bad for myself. But there was something when I locked into it where I was finding myself sympathize, empathize, relate, uh, put myself in the, even in the situation, in the movie as, as bonkers as certain elements are like, I'm not going to make myself a leather jacket, but it's like <laughs> her walking aimlessly around her house, listening to music and, 
and just looking out the window, even stuff like that. I was just like, yeah, we've, I did plenty of that in quarantine, you know, <laughs> uh, and, and there's better days than others. And, but when I did sit down and watch this movie, it, I found myself, uh, glued to it and found the lighter elements, uh, effective to carry me through as well as the absurdity of the idea being, um, explored to the extent that it did a fun kind of ride in a weird way where again, like seeing her go through her own thing, tell her friend. And then she kind of fucks off for uh, the kind of a middle portion of the movie a little bit. The main chunk of the movie is, is Jane. And that's really, I think some of my favorite stuff when she's presenting the information to to people and, and seeing each of their reactions, seeing how they cope with it, whether it's, I'm going to go to the hospital and and fix this, or I'm going to hold my child tight and never let go because, uh, I'm not going to be able to, to see them tomorrow. And, and then take, uh, action and possible revenge. And if that's what you want to call it against the person who gave me something that, I didn't, I already knew. And I think that's like the, the point of this movie too, is just like, we are all going to die. Tomorrow is a general term. It doesn't literally mean tomorrow. It means we are all going to die and reminding yeah. people that you are going to die and having them like resonate with it and actually think about it. And why not? It could be tomorrow. There's no reason it shouldn't be. And, and the randomness of life, you drive your fucking car, you walk across the street, you know, you hit by a bus, whatever. It's like all that stuff. It's like anything can fucking happen. You don't know. And there's days where you are acting upon that. And there's days that it's not in your mind at all, but to see kind of an ensemble version past the protagonist in that chunk of the movie was something that was handled deftly and, and, found its humor and in very dark pockets and use practical effects effects such as the lighting to become kind of a monster. And if there was a horror element, I did feel it when I saw the lights and I, when I saw yeah. the guy looking out with the pizza box and these very simple effective shots show the, the true artistic power and prowess and ability from this director to write and direct this and use her own resources to, to have something that, I can tell like means a lot personally to her. And I think it even, I might've read somewhere that she thought of this movie when she was trying to talk to people at parties about her own anxiety and, and the reactions that she would get from people. And I know you kind of mentioned some of that too, Brandon. And, and that's just something that I haven't seen handled in a movie before really like this. And, uh, tap into those feelings that I have in a way that I haven't seen done before. I wasn't requiring more explanation. I didn't require more resolve necessarily. When I criticize this movie, I think it would be that what I said before that there just could have been a little bit more with the boyfriend in terms of I'm, I'm just curious about that desert house and what happened some of the rest of that night and kind of who he was a bit more. And I think that might've provided more uh, of a personification and character for the main protagonist as well. Had I known more, a little bit more about him and what happened that night uh, because they seemed willing to show enough of it that I just wanted maybe a bit more of that. 
Um, but I don't want, but I also don't want to like bash the time. I thought if you want to, if you want to do an hour and a half movie, you can fit your idea in that movie. Fucking go for it. And I was on, I was glued to this movie the whole way through. I didn't stop it. I didn't pause it. It saved for writing a few notes here and there. Um, but the overall feeling that I had was different walking out of it when I going into it thinking that I was like, Oh man, this is going to fuck my day up. And I'm going to be, uh, resonating on this idea of death. And instead it's the absurdity of humans reactions to life and, and death and that, and that duality of like knowledge of, and how that affects your, your actions and who, what your true nature is. And, it was not explained in any way, but I got it without them having to really like go above and beyond explaining it to me. Um, and the absurdity I thought came across while well, I know one of those reviews was saying it was, I think some, some people were even saying it was just, uh, it was, um, amateurish almost. It seemed like some people were, were kind of saying for like an artistic film. And I, I just, that's a bummer to me because I just don't think that's giving it full credit. And no. while it could use a bit, a bit more to pump it up uh, because I like it so much. It's not because it's lacking as a finished product. Again, I, I, I do think it's mm-hmm. a, an extremely solid finished product and I'm excited to see what else this director does in her career. And I'm bummed that it had to happen during quarantine for her, for this movie. Um, and, and the main actor too. Oh man, she's, she's great. And Jane, uh, excellent performances and interesting ideas and, uh, incited of, uh, visceral, visceral reactions in me during many points of the movie. Um, man, Oh, you, you kind of nailed it, but I might go, I'll go, I think I'm gonna go a little bit lower. I'll go 84. Nice. 84, but that you, you, you're right. And that's, that's the pocket. I think, I think for mm. this movie for sure. And I really want to express how much, how, how strong, Strong 80 something, good solid 80 something gentlemen's 8.5 even, you know, (laughs) if you want to, if you want to say it 85%, if you want to say it that way. Uh, But yeah, I'm excited to see more movies from more from her and maybe even movie more movies like this. Uh, Mm. Yeah. Not to say I'm not sure if I'll watch it again because it just, it is hard to watch certain parts, but I would recommend it to people. I would for sure. If you haven't seen this movie, you've gotten this far. I would for sure recommend it. Um, and yeah, that being said, uh, shall we move on to other forms of business? You're going to have to yes. remind me what the next, we haven't decided, have we? No, we haven't. No, we're going to decide okay. it right now. Yeah. So I thought we had so already decided. Close, yeah. So that was, she dies tomorrow. No, she uh, dies tomorrow. That was, uh, yeah. Our, and again, I don't know if I mentioned it. It is our biggest differential and 23% from audience. Like not many people saw it from 250 ratings on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, from the audience, 187 critics, almost as many critics saw it as audience members, which is kind of crazy, kind of mind blowing. It's just, people didn't see this and the people that did, didn't want to. And they gave it a, it was 23%, 83. So that's, I don't know if we can beat a 60% differential. Um, <laughs> that's, that's yeah that's as big that's tough as we've we've done so far I, I believe but uh we're gonna take a look through the notes and uh come up with brandon you're thinking in another uh another critics movie 
Absolutely. I sent yeah, you, so. I sent you a, a little short list. Oh, yeah. you if you'd like to list. scroll yeah, up in your, in your texts a bit, there's a, there's a few um, choices there. Would you, or oh, would you like me to the, list them? I was thinking the witch. That's what I was talking to Great. you about. Great. Robert Eggers, the, the witch. I will pull up uh, the score on that one. Uh, we're getting to spooky season. So this will be nice little um, actual horror movie for, for next time. 90% critics. They fucking love it. And a 59% audience that's veering on fresh, I think for audience, but still for the, for the critics to like it that much, it's over 30%, which is right up our, our alley for this, this podcast. Um, I'll read a little synopsis. In 1630 New England, panic and despair envelops a farmer, his wife, and their children when youngest son Samuel suddenly vanishes. The family blames Thomason, the oldest daughter who was watching the boy at the time of his disappearance. With suspicion and paranoia mounting, twin siblings Mercy and Jonas suspect Thomason of witchcraft, testing the clan's faith, loyalty, and love to one another. I'm excited. I'm excited for this one. It's an, it's an hour 30. I've seen it. Hell yeah. I've seen it twice and I will save uh, my opinions for it, I guess, uh, yep. for, for that. So yeah, we'll look forward to seeing you next time. Um, for myself, I'd say, yeah, just, if you get the moment, rate, review, subscribe on iTunes, polarized yeah. pod on Twitter and uh, Twitch or polarize the pod. Um, and yes. we'll see uh, you next week. Any or any Brandon, anything that you would like to share with us? Um, no, I think, uh, yeah, please just, um, yeah, let us know how we're doing too. Cause I, there's opportunities out there to reach out to us, um, via Twitter. Uh, yeah, even, um, I'm sure you could do it through Twitch, um, and whatnot. Um, comments obviously would be a great way to let us know how we're yeah, doing. Yeah, polarized, um, uh, pod Gmail if you care to yes if you care if you care to write us an yeah and then um also too yeah i think it would be i mean if anybody's listening out there that's got suggestions on at gmail um doing you know maybe we could include a little bit more segments and bits in here if there's any ideas throw them out to us but yeah we're just looking for some feedback because um we've been doing this for a little bit i think we're getting into somewhat of a groove but obviously there's more um yeah feedback is really welcomed in a time right now where both of us are just um working through trying to figure out what this could be Mm -hmm. or what you know also to just what works because yeah. ultimately this doesn't have to be anything. This, mm-hmm. it just is really two friends and other friends that join us occasionally talk about things that we love, which are movies. So, mm-hmm. um, it I doesn't think have to be like traditions will kind of start forming. We already got polar bears, you we know, got polar bears down, which is important. Yeah, that's, that's key. And then the polar bears will lead to other things. And I think the more we do this, the groove will, will hit. And then I think those will kind of present themselves um yeah i'm thinking of some games or segments or something that we could do that could be fun uh yeah. also we go so long as it is i'm not sure if we <laughs> even have time for it sometimes um but we hope you enjoy the sort of like long form sort of uh shooting the shit version of a podcast because that's really what we are going for and what we like I think about our podcasts as well that that we listen. We're fans of podcasts. We're we're fans of movies. We're fan of art. Fans of art, and where I think we are trying to replicate, imitate some of the things that that we like the most and the things that we see. Uh, 
and also our, and, and our heroes and everything of, of podcasting. And, um, and, uh, we're also looking to challenge ourselves at every turn. So please criticize, criticize us as well. We're, we'll, yeah. we'll take it. Absolutely. At, That's tweet, it. tweet at us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know. Like if you, if maybe we'll do some picks or something, some other picks of like that we of other, other art or things that we like for other things that people should check out. If we, if you want to come up with anything next week, we can, cause I know we both like music. We both like other stuff too. If anyone is curious about other stuff we're we're getting in and on, maybe we can um, include some of that stuff. But for now I bid you Brandon adieu. I bid you adieu. I bid you audience adieu. Yep. And I bid you critics adieu. Mm -hmm. Hey. Enjoy your tomatoes. Bye. Bye. Bye.